And welcome to another episode of the Two Fans Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joshua Ament. And I'm your other co-host, Ari Jesselson. Uh, and today, we'll, uh, we recapped uh, the Super Bowl yesterday, among other things, in our, in our usual Monday recap. And today, we want to kind of look at, look ahead uh, with the NFL, what the offseason is going to look like, and what uh, the quarterback carousel is going to look like. It's definitely going to be an interesting offseason for quarterbacks. There's a lot in it, and it might seem confusing, weird, even scary at first, but that's why we're here, to break it down a little. Yeah, uh, confusing is certainly certainly a word to use with all the, all the rumors, uh, speculation, wanting to create uh, stories out of nowhere. Uh, with, uh, oh, this team, this quarterback hasn't won an MVP. Why do they still have, uh, have him? Um, and so there are a lot of the, lot of these teams you'll, you'll see, you'll see rumors are, uh, team X wants to move on from quarterback Y and, uh, sometimes it happens, but most of the time it doesn't. So let's just, uh, start by going over those kinds of situations where people are talking but not a lot is likely to happen. Yeah, and one team I see for a lot of talking but nothing's going to happen is the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, a lot of people believe that uh, the Dolphins should trade to, to uh, remind you who was a rookie this year for Deshaun Watson. Well, I do believe that there are people who really want that. It's very unlikely that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, to it, like, it's to his rookie year. Of course, he's not gonna suddenly be like become a world beater the first moment he steps onto onto a football field. Uh, he, like most players in the National Football League, uh, will will take time to develop. And the Dolphins certainly look like uh, they're gonna give him that time. Uh, okay, actually, look, this is a longer list than I uh, thought it was when I uh, when I was making it. Uh, I'll start with some of the, some of the older guys. Um, number one is in Pittsburgh uh, with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it seems to me like he's going to come back uh, at least for this uh, for this year. Um, uh, again, that cap hit of I think above forty million is gonna, is going to be big for them. Um, but I, yeah, I don't I don't see a lot of maybe they'll sign the Steelers or sign a, ba- sign a backup. Uh, but I expect to see Big Ben uh, under setter for most, if not all, all of next season. Yeah, and the Steelers already signed Dwayne Haskins to be the backup for the next, I believe, two, three years. Uh, so he's going to be Pittsburgh's backup. Hopefully that works out for him. But another guy I do see staying is Matt Ryan on the Falcons. Obviously, the Falcons, as a lot of people want to say, they were bad in the choke game. They weren't completely terrible. Their offense ranked number 13, and their defense was 24th. If they could just keep up what they build in the first, second quarters, I don't see what the big issue is with Ryan. He's obviously been playing good. And remember, he was an MVP in the past, and he still was an elite quarterback. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like the As far as where the, where the Falcons go, yes, you have a new coach in, in uh, Arthur Smith, but the offense uh, is generally been the strong point for the Falcons. It's re- it's really just been the defense uh, that need that needs to step up. And that's where uh, I, w- I would have to have to hope the, uh, the front office uh, is looking at right now. Uh, a look, 
Uh, look at uh, Denver. Uh, with you, with you, might hear some talk. With uh, uh, is have, are they ready to move on with with Drew Locke yet? Uh, again, this was his first full season as a starter. Uh, only only a second year, uh, so I don't think again where they might they might want to bring in competition, uh, but I don't think that uh, that the, that the Broncos are, are ready to blow everything up just yet. Uh, also, keep in mind, Broncos uh, were one of the one of the more injury heavy teams this year. So we'll see uh, we'll see what can uh, what Locke uh, could do uh, with a fully healthy team next year. Yeah, and I believe Cortland's uh, the wide receiver Cortland uh, Sutton was out for the entire year with an ACL MCL tear. So now that he's having one of the, his best receivers and probably one of the best receivers in the AFC West, who knows what Drew Locke could do. Yeah, one. Um, this is the one that I feel like the most sort of confused slash uh, slash upset. I don't know if upset, like frustrated about, because it, it people act like it's a guarantee to happen, but it's real. It's just the opposite. It's saying that the 49ers want to move on from Jimmy G. That no, he the past three years. He has either been injured or taken them to a Super Bowl. Like, why, why? I mean, you had, you had uh, 20, 2018, they were in, injured to hell and back. 2019, they, they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. 2020, injured to hell and back. 20, 2021, I expect them to, I mean, to be right in the mix in that uh, tough NFC West. Thank you for bringing Jeremy G up for people at home. I was nodding my head. I am a big believer in Jimmy Garoppolo, probably because on those who your celebrity lookalike picture t- things on those apps, Jeremy Garoppolo is one of the top for me. So maybe that's my relationship with him. But his first year in 2017, the first time he started with them, all games, uh, 5-0, and 5 and 1,560 yards, seven TDs, and five interceptions. 2018, he gets hurt. Next year, 2019, he leads them to a 13 and 3 record, 3,978 yards, 27 TDs, and 13 interceptions, which is a really great year showing how Jimmy Garoppolo could actually work out for the 49ers. Then in this year, he only plays six games and has an injury. I don't get why people are so up in the air of getting Jimmy Garoppolo out of the system, especially with the 49ers this year, how so much of that team, just like the Broncos, were injured. So now that all the 49ers are going to be healthy with a, with a pretty high dra- draft pick and with some cap space if they get if Sherman doesn't come back, I think the Jimmy Garoppolo might actually take them to the playoffs again. All right, staying in the in that theme of uh, teams with gold the secondary color of the NFC. Uh, sorry, I have to I have to think of some segues. Uh, but uh, in terms of the New Orleans Saints, yes, of course, like we're we're all expecting Drew Brees to retire, uh, but but there's there's going to be at, at least in uh, in my opinion uh, just a lot, a lot of continuity uh, at least in, in the quarterbacks room. Uh, I expect, of course, with uh, Sean Sean Payton uh, seems to love Taysom Hill. I don't know whether he's going to be made the full time quarterback or whether uh, it's Jameis Winston, but. I, um, as we kind of mentioned Winston uh, yester- uh, yesterday uh, for sort of seeing the Bucks uh, win without him, I expect him to stay stay in the division. 
I have to have those two revenge games a year. Uh, so, so as far as uh, yes, Breeze is gone, and that's going to hurt. But don't expect don't expect the Saints to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes anytime soon. Yeah, and I I see both sides of it. How he might stay, and how he might go. First thing, Taysom Hill is an older. He's an older guy. He's not as consistent. In a lot of these games, he isn't like the full set quarterback most of the time. He seems like, hey, here's a guy. Let's put us tight end for a few jokes and giggles, put him in a running back, a few plays and all that stuff. Jameis Winston, remember, he threw for 5,000 yards two years ago. It, if he could get down his picks, he could be a top-tier quarterback. And I think he could work if Taysom Hill doesn't figure out in the same system. But what I do like about him leaving, and think about this, like you said, he has the revenge in his heart. He has the hatred for Brady in his heart. Because obviously Brady stole his spot on the Bucks. You know who else has hatred and and wants to get a revenge on Tom Brady? I'll tell you who. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So why not build the revenge on top of the revenge? Build the hatred on top of the hatred. Oh, I was not expecting you to go in that direction. I'll talk about what I think the the Patriots are going to do in a little bit. I think just a couple more, a couple more teams we can sort of clear out of the way right now. Uh, Man, this is already taking so long. Like people are people are 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 saying any anyone can leave. Um, As far as uh, one uh, one interesting one I had, uh, and this is honestly one I had to I had to change in the middle. Uh, is uh, the New York Jets because uh, you can you can say yeah they have the number two pick they can take Justin Fields and uh, get rid of Darnold but you also have uh, yeah, and you also have a new a new new uh, coaching staff coming in with uh, Robert uh, Robert Sala and it it seems to me like the smart move for the uh, for the Jets would be uh, to build around Darnold and not start building without Darnold. Yes, I do agree with you on that. I don't think by getting a new quarterback, you're solving in the systems and you're just really repeating the cycle. At the end of the day, last year, Sam Darnold's stats from 2019, he was seven for six for 3,024 yards, 19 TDs and 13 interceptions. While it's not good or bad, it's respectable for a second year quarterback. They, after losing Robbie Anderson, their best receiver, they really didn't build around it or try to find the gap for him. They just tried to pay on the cheap or second and third, uh, third guy receivers like Chris Hogan. Their offensive line also really needs to change. With the number two possession, you can either draft uh, someone for the line or even trade up for someone big like Quentin Nelson. Their offensive line, according to Pia Pro Football Focus, ranked 29th out of 32nd, only behind the Bengals and the Giants. Uh, yeah, certainly a lot of. Of course, a lot of uh, a lot of issues on the on the Jets roster, and I, I don't think quarterback is something uh, that needs to be a top priority for them. Uh, one last uh, one last team we have to we have to cover. Uh, that's kind of I guess a, a mixed bag. Uh, we can see what's going on, but of course we have to address it. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, of course, last year seemed like they were sticking with Wentz. Took Jalen Hurts. No one we were kind of confused. Now Jalen Hurts is the guy. And uh, Wentz is uh, very clearly on the trading block. Yeah, and it does look interesting to see where Wentz lands. Obviously, there was a whole thing about the Eagles' locker room not really liking Wentz and where he goes. And remember, 
this guy was in the front runner to be an MVP before he went uh, down with that injury. He still is a respectable quarterback in this league, and it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I know as a Bears fan, uh, you, you're a Bears fan, so it might be interesting to see Carson swap from Nick Foles. I think he, I think Eagles fans are a little little more excited uh, uh, for that. I don't truthfully. I um, I don't think uh, like you can you can see how uh, how once in in a in a bad system with a bad O line, no receivers, uh, didn't really do that well. So really, why why would Chicago be any different? Um, uh, as far as now, let's we can finally move on to. Uh, some of the teams that actually are going to move on, at least in our opinions. Uh, let's start with some, uh, some of the easier ones. Uh, in the AFC South, you have uh, three teams, uh, and the Colts, Texans, uh, and Jaguars, all for uh, various reasons. The Jaguars never really had one, and I think that's sort of the easiest one we can check right off the box. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, will be their starting quarterback, barring some sort of of uh of i don't know but we we can we can agree on that yeah i think we can agree on that as much as like Minshew, you you gotta take uh, trevor lawrence especially in but actually urban myers is the coach of the jaguars who's to say he won't go for his old qb justin justin fields interesting point Though I don't think you can really, really deny, uh, whenever, when every single, when every single scout is calling someone a generational talent, you, you take a generational talent. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go, uh, go back now to a couple, a couple other teams. We'll get to, uh, oh boy, do I do? Can we talk about the Texans and Sean Watson? Uh, but I think just as, uh, just as interesting is the situation surrounding uh, their division rival in the, in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, of course, you had, they were a very, very solid team on paper last year. Uh, if I can pull up uh, the numbers, uh, EPC ranks of number seven offensively, uh, even in spite of a, a mediocre season from Phillip Rivers, uh, ranked 11 in, de- uh, in defense and uh, number nine total, uh, only making the seventh seed uh, because of such a, such a stacked AFC. Uh, but you can, this, I mean, this off season, they're shape, they're shaping up to be, to be a very, very big one. I uh, have $78 million in cast space. That is uh, only less than the Jaguars. Uh, that's according to spot track. Uh, also uh, they're the youngest team in the league with an average age of under 25 and a half. And really, I think uh, you can say they're one of like the, uh, most well-coached teams uh, with Frank Reich. It's been, uh, I mean, been, been great even with no quarterback continuity uh, for his three years. And are really one of the one of the safest teams uh, to pick. Like probably have one of the one of the highest floors. You, you can if if like if you you ask me, hey, you have to pick a team that it, that is absolutely gonna go ten and six this year. Um, the Colts are, are at the top of that list for me. Yeah, and there's always a, there's a reason why so many analysts uh, before the NFL season says that says that the Colts will go far and have a playoff push or win the division because this team is stacked. For for the past few years now, 
uh, always big issue was once they get a quarterback, they're good. They're going to be Super Bowl bound. Once they get a quarterback, they'll be great. And I think that's the one piece they're missing because J- Jacoby Brissett, he's a good backup, but I don't see him as a starter. But everything else, I see them going far. Jonathan Taylor had an amazing rookie year with behind Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines, who are solid running backs. T.Y. Hilton, while he's he is getting older, he's still a reliable receiver. Michael Pittman Jr. had a pretty decent uh, rookie year. And the offensive line, I mean, they're just great. And build around a great defense with Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. It's going to be interesting to see how the Colts improve. Yeah, one more thing on that on that Colts offense. Uh, Trey Burton actually showing that he's good when he's healthy. Uh, let me just dispel those rumors because he, as, as, a, as a Bears fan, yes. He was good in 2018. He just couldn't stay on the field in 2019. Let's let's put these. Oh, he sucks. Uh, let's let's put that to rest. Um, but of course, uh, we can't talk about this year's quarterback carousel without mentioning the elephant in the room, or the Texan in the room, Deshaun Watson. Will he be a Texan for long? Uh, the Houston's clearly doesn't uh, uh, doesn't seem to think that's a question. Uh, they say they're going to hold on to him for as long as they can, uh, but I think I think the we all know it's only only a matter only a matter of time. Watson is not going to pl- to play another stat, uh, snap for them, and they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to sell him. It's only a question of when and for how much. At the end of the day, obviously Watson is angry with the team. He's frustrated, and even JJ Watt might be out of the team showing you how such a loyal team a player wants out of a pretty bad organization but the real the real question is what how much is Deshaun going to go for what is the price teams are going to pay and that's what we'll have to see when we get those answers I think I might have an answer for that right now and I will I will tell I will tell you that uh that there there there's one team uh, with one front office, one general manager that is desperate uh, to keep his job, and that job is so heavily centered on getting a quarterback. And I think that if Ryan Pace has to give up 10 first-rounders, he will do it. I think he, he probably will end up giving around like five or six uh, for Watson uh, to go to the Bears. But I think he he is more desperate than anyone, and he's gonna set he's gonna send them an offer that that they can't refuse. Yeah, and also going back to the guy, remember he was the one to send all those draft picks to the 49ers just to move up one spot. So you never know what he's gonna do. Hopefully, for your sake, he doesn't give a, he doesn't give away Khalil Mack. No, truthfully, uh, I will say that. Uh, uh, that, that, of course, I'm, I'm sure some people are, are going to be thinking, oh, yeah, you're just saying that because you're a Bears fan and you want Deshaun Watson to go to the Bears because you could have had Deshaun Watson in 2017. Shut up. Trubisky was the consensus number one quarterback. Don't believe me. Look at the mock draft. Yes, and we could have an episode on that later down the line, how people like to judge the present as the past. Yes, another thing, as far as, as far as where the Bears are right now with trading for Watson, it puts them in a very 
win this season or else uh, kind of mindset, which is it just I, I don't feel comfortable with. I don't think Nagy or Pace uh, will feel comfortable with. Um, I mean, the, uh, even going into this offseason, uh, the Bears were already uh, have just about hit uh, hit the salary cap. Uh, when Deshaun Watson's uh, extension kicks in next year, uh, that's going to get even worse. Not to mention you're going to eventually have to pay guys like Roquan Smith, uh, like David Montgomery. Um, the, the offensive line has been, yes, better than the Texans, but that's not saying much. Um, and the defense, which in 2018, yeah, was the, was the best in the league, EPC ranked number one, hasn't been getting better uh, ever since McFangio left. It was ranked uh, number eighth in 20, uh, 2019, and then only just middle of the pack 15 uh, this year. We'll see, maybe it gets better uh, under uh, McFangio's number two, Sean Desai, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hedge my bets on it. It certainly is going to be interesting what's going to happen with the Bears. But another quarterback who I see leaving the team, either getting cut or just wanting to trade or whatever, which I brought this back up, Cam Newton and the Patriots. This is where Joe Belichick, get Jameis Winston, get that revenge tour going. But obviously, Cam Newton's not going to be a Patriot for long. Yeah, I think we, we can agree that the Cam Newton, uh, the Cam Newton experiment for, for various reasons, be it... Uh, uh, being a very different quarterback uh, than Tom Brady, be uh, I mean, be it just having a different quarterback than uh, than Tom Brady, having really not a lot of talent on the offense, uh, didn't really uh, didn't really work out. Uh, I think Cam will get will end up getting a job as uh, one one of the one of the more marquee uh, backups uh, in the league. Maybe maybe uh, with Pittsburgh, uh, who knows. Uh, but as far as as far as the Patriots, and I think uh, this is uh, a great way to to circle it all back uh, to the Bears and the quarterback thrown under the bus so many times. He's he's has a a spot reserved there. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. If you are listening to this, uh, uh, first of all, uh, wow, thank you. I'm honestly honored. Um, uh, but second of all, run from that offensive graveyard known as Soldier Field and never look back. You owe them nothing. And yeah, well, I think. <laughs> well, if Mitch Rubisky is watching to this, how did you find a, a YouTube channel with only six viewers annually? <laughs> but thank you if you are. But yeah, Mitch Rubisky, get out of there. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, take my advice. If the again, like I said, with the, with the Colts, if they're if they're in, if they're interested, you you try you try to find your way there. If not, what I think and what I think is uh, the most likely outcome is going to happen uh, is he fi- he finds himself uh, with a much more well coached team on the New England Patriots. And I think, of course, like I said, uh, not a lot of talent there on uh, on offense right now. Uh, but the line has the line isn't terrible. Um, and the coaching staff, of course, uh, is of course one of the one of the historically best in the league. So I think he he will see he will see some improvement, maybe not not MVP level, uh, but will certainly be a step up from uh, from what Nagy did to him. Hey, he's already an 
MVPs, so it doesn't matter. But in all honesty, it's we're talking about quarterback carousels without mentioning the Browns. I'm just trying to my voice. So it's just kind of weird not saying like, hey, what are we doing next year to find a guy? But it also leaves a spot for the unknown players or some guys we might not know what's going to happen. Even that's being through trading or maybe being stuck in the backup role. A big player who I think that might just be a loss of time is Andy Dalton because he's on the Cowboys. Remember, if Dak comes back and the Cowboys do sign him, what's going to happen to Dalton? He is aging. He signed as a backup role for the Cowboys. And now that they played him, he really didn't fit in that system. So it just opens up a lot of holes for what's going to happen to him. Yeah, that, that is that is interesting uh, to think about. I mean, just uh, just a year ago, he uh, he was a starter. Granted, I uh, knew knew he was going to be uh, replaced for Joe Burrow, uh, but now it's sort of on like the on the same level as uh, I mean, as guys like uh, as guys like Joe Flacco, uh, we're sort of is just sort of trying to trying to find a spot as a backup, uh, which really, I mean, I think. I feel like we we don't we don't credit him enough. Like he held down that that starting job in Cincinnati for a while, uh, and I think if if uh, another team can give him the, can give him uh, the right chance in the right system, uh, they uh, he can be back there. Maybe maybe Washington, uh, but I think uh, truthfully I think uh, they're going to go in a slightly different direction, uh, and that's uh, that's trading for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I guess I can uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, and from the Panthers' perspective, uh, it seems like uh, uh, like Matt Rule's uh, first uh, first quarterback uh, didn't quite uh, work out as as well as he wanted to. Of course, this is one I feel like I could uh, I could be the most wrong about. Uh, that maybe maybe uh, they do want to uh, keep trying with Bridgewater. Uh, I don't think that uh, that that's going to be the case. I think uh, that they're going to try to try to trade him. Uh, try to get uh, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson in the draft. Uh, probably, probably Justin Fields, because uh, as far as uh, teams taking taking quarterbacks uh, in front of them, they don't see anyone other than the Jaguars. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, Rule's going to want to want to pick the quarterback himself uh, to develop from the ground up uh, to sort of to lead his new age offense and. Uh, this, this new culture team that really is, in, I mean, in, it w- is only one year, uh, but seems to seems to be on the right track. Yeah, and going to the receivers, uh, PFF grades and the running back, Mike Davis had a PFF of seventy five, DJ Moore had seventy nine point one, Curtis Samuel seventy seven, and Robbie Anderson seventy five point one. So it's really going to be interesting to see. How who's going to take them to the next level because they do have great receiving core and great running backs and Christian McCaffrey is going to come back. It is sad to see that Teddy Bridgewater, what happened to him, especially from the Vikings injury to now, I, I personally was rooting for the guy to do well. But going back to Randy Dalton, he's already in Texas. Who's not to say he goes to the Texans? You know, I haven't really thought about that, but I'll tell you what uh, uh, what I think the Texans uh, are are gonna do uh, is that, of course, they they keep the, this uh, uh, this facade of stability. Oh, we wanna uh, we're we're gonna hold on to Watson. He's gonna be our franchise quarterback for the next ten years. 
Uh, yeah, you had your shot and you blow it. Um, and I think when they're eventually going to be forced to play their hand and, tra- and trade away Watson, uh, they're gonna they're gonna scramble for uh, for whoever they can to. Uh, I mean, to cover, uh, to sort of cover it up the most, and they're gonna probably take like the uh, one of the, one of the biggest name guys uh, uh, that's left, and uh, and I say they're they're gonna trade for Carson Wentz. Who knows? Maybe it's uh, from, maybe it's using some of the some of those picks they got from the Watson Hall. Uh, I don't know. You can you can never really know with the Texans front office, uh, and it certainly certainly seems like uh, like Howie Roseman would ask for a lot from the Texans. Uh, make them overpay uh, and put himself uh, maybe out of the hot seat for a little bit. Uh, that's that's what I that's what I think uh, uh, the Texans would do, and I think uh, the Eagles would benefit from it. Yeah, but you got to remember, it's the Texans. They're not known for making decent decisions. Which yeah, is... I... no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, no, I just realized uh, as far as all of uh, my predictions, uh, what I've said so far uh, has gone, and I haven't mentioned uh, the name Dak Prescott yet. Of course, uh, of course, uh, uh, season with the Cowboys uh, got hurt uh, early early in the year, uh, and it, truthfully, I don't see. Uh, of course, you saw at the begin at the beginning of the year uh, that they were very very hesitant on extending him uh now off an injury i don't see how uh how jerry jones uh wants uh to pay him uh 40 50 million uh maybe not 50 million but it seems like that's what dak's going to be demanding from them and they're not going to they're not going to give it to him so i i say i say uh of course he's going to be asking for a lot but I think a team that's going to be willing to pay for uh, pay a lot, a team that has the resources to pay a lot, and the team that maybe with Dak Prescott can put them over the top is the Indianapolis Colts. I think that they end up signing Dak Prescott and immediately launching themselves right up to the top of the Super Bowl conversation. That would be interesting, and it helps both sides. Dak wants a team. Dak wants the money and a team that he could play for, that he might actually enjoy. And the Colts want a quarterback and take him to the top. Overall, that would be a win-win for the team and the player. Yeah. On top of that, too, and uh, I forgot to mention that not only uh, can they splurge on, on Dak Prescott, which generally I'm opposed to paying quarterbacks, but in this situation, I can make an exception. Again, nearly eighty million dollars in cap space. Uh, for the Colts, uh, so they can sign Dak, and then they can also, uh, of course, they'll probably have to resign T.Y. Hilton, but they can also add uh, uh, a third receiver uh, to go with Michael Pittman and uh, and Hilton. Uh, maybe sign an Allen Robinson. Uh, yes, you two get out of Soldier Field and never look back. Um, maybe Kenny Galladay. Uh, man, the NFC North is, has it just has so many receivers on on bad teams. Uh, <laughs> um. But but certainly the the Colts have a lot a lot of avenues uh, uh, they can they can pursue. I think I think that's the one they go down, uh, and this one and, and a couple of other ones too uh, can make them Super Super Bowl contenders uh, by August. Yeah, and I think we just have to wait to see what will happen. Obviously, 
that does sound like something realistically the Colts will do because I don't see them drafting their quarterback in the draft. They're, they're too high to get someone of a, of a high name value. There's some good guys coming in free agency. And we didn't even talk about a lot of these backup quarterbacks yet. And there's still a lot of the quarterbacks on this list that we didn't get to who are still might be available. One of these guys that I just want to say is from the uh, Washington uh, football team, T- Taylor Henneke and or Alex Smith, as both their futures are kind of up in the air. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think Washington would, would uh, I, I don't know about Taylor Heineke, uh, would, uh, but as far as, uh, as far as Alex Smith goes, I would certainly expect, uh, I expect Washington, Washington uh, if they're smart, to keep him. Because, I mean, the last guy he mentored uh, turned out to be pretty good. Uh, so if, it, if it's Bridgewater, if they want to trade up, uh, take a Trey Lance type guy uh, in, in the draft, uh, they, could, they could do that. Uh, if they again, if they want to trade for uh, for, te- for Teddy Bridgewater or sign Andy Dalton, they can they can do that too. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think they're gonna end up with uh, with the Watson uh, with the with the ones with the Prescott. Um, well, yeah, probably not uh, the last two uh, within the division. Uh, but uh, but they, they, I expect them to to find some sort of upgrade. Yeah, but I say give Henneke the shot and just get a good backup. But speaking of guys who are known for developing good quarterbacks, uh, what's his name? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Signed for signed for two years uh, uh, with the Chargers, uh, free agent now. Um, yeah, it just is going to be interesting to see where where he where he ends up. Again, one of the probably going to be one of the one of the more uh, High, high tier backups. Uh, yeah, and I remember he backed up uh, two of his backups, be, broke the rookie TD passing record, Justin Herbert past year, and then uh, Baker Mayfield, and his other backup won MVP, Lamar Jackson. And if I'm not mistaken, he did, wasn't he also starting ahead of Josh Allen? Uh, I think that was the year before they, they had Josh Allen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was at a Peterman. So, so I guess he, uh, uh, you, you get the best and the worst. Well, I mean, you could say he got, he got four of the best. No, I'm not doing that. Peterman sucks. Yeah. All right. One more thing. Uh, I realize I didn't uh, I didn't clear this up, but I think uh, we can uh, we can both agree that. Uh, that if that if the Cowboys are going are going to move on uh, from Dak Prescott, that uh, that uh, also with the tenth pick in the draft, uh, they can very easily uh, replace him uh, with say Zach Wilson. Yeah, they do have a lot of offers, so like like I keep saying again, it definitely is going to be interesting because there's just a lot that's going to happen. And just going back, keeping in that same division, uh, uh, the Giants. They hold the number 11th pick in the draft. A lot of people are upset about Daniel Jones. But just remember, in 26 games, Daniel Jones was sacked 83 times. So is it really worth moving from him to get someone better? Yeah, I'll tell you, speaking of sacks, because that made me uh, think that I forgot about uh, uh, someone who's been getting uh, getting uh, some buzz uh, in the past couple of days uh, that's 
again, I I don't think like we're we're making it more out of it than need be. Uh, but in Seattle uh, with Russell Wilson, of course, being sacked nearly 400 times uh, in his career, and uh, in, 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 I don't like. Of course, I expect the Seahawks to invest heavily in the offensive line. Uh, and of course, they've been. I, I don't know what their playoff streak is offhand, but uh, uh, but the fact the fact that uh, it's more than more than three years, yeah, definitely more than three years, uh, is enough for me to say that the the that organization uh, will cert will certainly uh, want want to respond to that uh, by investing the, in the offensive line. They have been to the playoffs every year of Russell Wilson's career except for 2017. Oh, it actually is three. Wait, really? Huh? Yeah, from 2012 to 16, and then 18 to 20. I'm getting these stats off of Pro Football Reference. Okay, so I mean that's still a, still a very very impressive run. Definitely. Um, Just to cut you off for a guy like Wilson, who's also seems like one of these once in a lifetime type of quarterbacks. Obviously, the past year. Uh, 4,212 yards, 40 TDs, and 13 interceptions. The year before that, 4,110 yards, 31 TDs, 5 interceptions. So he's an incredible quarterback, as we all know. And really, just one play just kind of is the only bad thing. You know, obviously, you know what I'm talking about, is the one that kind of brings a lot of his legacy down. Let's not. Let's not. I I, I know. I, I'm not going to do uh, to Seahawks fans what they could do to me with a double doink. That is fair, but I just got to say, Russell Wilson, if I'm the Seahawks right now, I got to build that offensive line for him. He's, he's my future guy. He has multiple years. That receiving core is elite. That defense is solid. Fix that line to keep Russell Wilson. You've been to the playoffs so many times. I think with that line, you get that push. But I think Russell Wilson has to stay because this could be the bust of both worlds for both situations. Uh, yeah. I can't, couldn't couldn't have said it any better. Uh, really, all they need to do uh, is just just build that offensive line. Maybe they uh, cement themselves atop that uh, that NFC West. Of course, they won it last year, even uh, even with uh, even with some of the woes there. Yeah, well, I feel like also a lot of injuries for every team in the West, and just kind of just a lot of injuries really did play a deficit. But the NFC West is going to be competitive when everyone's going to be healthy with new quarterbacks coming in, with new players coming in, the, the only way I could see the Seahawks doing better and keeping that title is by building the, building the line around Wilson. We obviously know what he could do outside of the pocket and what he could do with his arm. If you just keep him in there a little longer and help him secure that, I think they got to keep, that's the only way they could keep from being in the top. Uh, yeah. And let's, uh, let's stay in the NFC West a little bit. Cause again, uh, like we mentioned uh, with the Rams uh, trading for trading for Matthew Stafford, uh, the big uh, big loser there uh, is John Wolford. Of course, was was supposed to have a quarterback competition there uh, with Goff. Of course, uh, that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a team wants to uh, trade for him, give him a chance. Um, yeah, and I was kind of rooting for Wolford. Obviously, I love the underdog story, so I want to see what could happen to him. But I think staying with the Rams as a backup, Matthew Stafford is getting pretty older and you never know how he's going to play in that new system. 
at least Wolford knows how to play, but how the plays work. He started a few, he started two games for them and he's been there already. So he will know how everything works. So just give him as a, a safety quarterback for the team. So I think it's best for him. Stay in and see how it works. Uh, staying in California, actually, uh, they're not in California anymore. They're in Nevada. Marcus Mariota. Obviously, he played a phenomenal game against the Dolphins, which could, which could be seen as one of the best games in the NFL. I think the Browns, that, that's top, definitely top three for me. But with interest about Derek Carr being traded away from something, Marcus Mariota, it's either it's a 50-50. Either he gets a start or he backs up someone new in Nevada. So what do you think he should do? Uh, what I, hmm. I think, uh, honestly, I don't know what I think uh, Mariota should do. I mean, I find it, I find it uh, a little... A little, a uh, little hard to believe that uh, teams are gonna are gonna offer him uh, the starting job without any sort of without any sort of competition. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly a a, uh, a high quality uh, backup job. Um, but I, uh, but I, th- I think I mean he's got a lot of he does he has a lot of options. Uh, I will give him that. Uh, but one thing, um, one thing I think from the Raiders' perspective. Uh, is they they it's in their best interest I think uh, to keep both Mariota uh, and Derek Carr there because uh, they I mean they've been probably the most uh, some of the most uh, solid pieces uh, of that offense of course uh, of course Carr really like we I mean we don't talk about him a lot because he's pretty pretty average uh, albeit like even with a otherwise mediocre team uh, like the Raiders. Uh, Mariota is able to, uh, I mean, able to take take over for him uh, when he needs to. Uh, that really, if I feel like once the Raiders uh, get the post Mac defense uh, in order, uh, they could be good. But uh, that is a big if. I kind of have to disagree with you on some of that points, Derek Carr. I just think he, well, he's a little underrated. Obviously, his win, his win. Uh, his win-lose record is below 500. But looking at his steps this year, 4,103 yards, 27 TDs, and nine interceptions. He is he is not he doesn't throw that many interceptions, and he's always had more TDs. Always usually in the 20s. I I don't think a lot of co- uh, teams are going to go for him, but I do think he's a good option for someone to get. Maybe he could even fill up a backup spot. All right, they they can do that, but then what are what are what are the Raiders left with? And also, what team is going to want to uh, trade for him when either the Raiders are uh, going to be uh, going to be asking uh, maybe uh, maybe for uh, for too much? Uh, and will he be uh, will he be enough of an upgrade uh, for people to? Uh, uh, for teams to want to to want to make the active effort to go out and trade for him. Uh, well, I do with the, agree with you on that. You got to remember the Bears and football team are kind of desperate at some uh, at this point in time. But a, a fair a fair argument. Uh, I will I'll give you I'll give you that much. But uh, but even if he even if he is up for trade, I will remind you. Uh, we can we can all agree. 
uh, that he that Carr is at best the the third best uh, quarterback whose name starts with the D and wears number four uh, that is available in this offseason. You still have Deshaun Watson. You still have Doc, uh, Dak Prescott. And I think uh, those are going to be more appealing uh, for the more desperate teams. Yes, and they are more appealing, but they're going to come at a larger cost. So it's really up to what are the GMs willing to spend. I've said it once and I've said it again. At least in, uh, at least in Ryan Pace's uh, situation with the Bears, he will do anything. Anything to save his job. Oh, yeah. And I said this once and I said this again also, but at least none of us are fans of Texans. Yeah, I, I really, I really apologize. Yeah, we really have to apologize. Uh, we, we know, we know, I, mean, we, we, I really can't imagine what it's like to have, to have uh, such a, such a talented quarterback and then have him actually be frustrated uh, and then the team just handling it. It's so poorly. I, I, I can't imagine what you've been through the past, the past year and change. Yeah, I'm sorry for all Texans fans out there, but hopefully the future gets brighter. Is there anything else we would like to talk we should talk about? Uh, no, I think that cover I think that covers uh, just about everything. I can give my sort of final final summary on what I think uh, uh, is gonna is gonna happen. Uh, if, uh, if you want if you want to go over it, yeah, please do. All right, so. Uh, uh, so, the, so the Jaguars uh, take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, How uh, the Steelers uh, signing Kim Newton? I honestly forgot about uh, forgot about Haskins. I think we can change that now to uh, to probably the Broncos uh, be signing Cam Newton. Uh, a little irony there, beating him in uh, Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, but that sort of sparks the chain reaction. Now, who's going to be the quarterback for the Patriots? I think that's Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, well, who's going to be the quarterback for the Bears? Well, I think that's Deshaun Watson. Well, who's going to be the quarterback for the Texans? I think that's Carson Wentz. Uh, that's as far as uh, that little that little chain goes. Um, uh, in other uh, in other areas, uh, of course, the the Colts get Dak Prescott. Uh, win win for both sides. And, uh, Dallas uh, tries to tries to groom a new new rookie in Zach Wilson. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the Panthers uh, uh, move on from Bridgewater, trade him to Washington, uh, draft Justin Fields, uh, and then I think that leaves uh, that leaves one one sort of unknown that really maybe any team uh, can take, and that's the fourth quarterback in the draft, Trey Lance. Uh, maybe, of course, uh, if uh, if the Patriots uh, or the Washington team of football want to want to go uh, and uh, and take him, give uh, give a little bit of competition. Uh, they could do that. Maybe, uh, maybe a team uh, with uh, with an, with an older quarterback. Uh, say the say the Steelers. Maybe, uh, well, maybe not the Packers. Uh, but uh, please do, please do Green Bay if if, uh, if you're listening. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that sort of is that last that last piece that I don't really think I don't really know what to, what to think. But other than that, I, I'm pretty pretty set on what I think uh, is going to happen. 
Were our speculations right or wrong? Let us know in the comments down below. Thank you for listening to the show. And I'm sorry, this is Josh's line, so I'll give it back to him. You know what? I'm feeling generous. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Take take the outro. Oh, I feel so lucky. Um, we j- thank you again for watching. I'm sorry, Texans fans. Again, we do this. Ep- we do this for Monday through every week, Monday through Thursday. The times are always going to be different. We we have platforms on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. And also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our users are the names. Remember the name Two Fans Podcast. We also have a Gmail. Two fans podcast at gmail.com. Uh, lower, no spaces, all lowercases, and the number two. Thank you again for watching the show.